This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 135, submission number 927. Buzz. Buzz aired in syndication. From January 22nd, 1996 to September 5th, 1997, for two seasons. Okay, picture this. You're on a blind date, and it just ain't happening. Don't you wish you could just push a button and make them disappear? Well, now you can. On Buzz! the 40-yard dash. We will watch as our first buzzer chooses a mate. Later on, we'll see how well they match up when they compete for cash and that big date in simpatico round. And in the final buzz, the winning contestant will have a chance to buzz the buzzer if they so choose. Well, this being Valentine's week, we would be remiss if we did not include some sort of dating-type game show. But the dating game was just too darn legendary, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, we and, and we didn't want to necessarily talk about the dating game killer because 2020 did that like a month ago. Yeah, the, yeah, and we already stepped on 2020's shoes with the uh, previous installment, the first episode of 2020. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, we forgot to mention the previous episode, Goddess of Love. Doesn't Venus? Venus is watching the dating game in one scene. I just wanted to add that on from the previous episode. Now, now hold on. The, the new dating game with uh, Jeff McGregor? Or, I, I, presume Joyce, or? It, I presume it's the new dating game with Jeff McGregor. Ah. Yeah, because it would be 1988. And, yeah. We all know who Jeff McGregor's father is. The one and only. Say it, Mike. Greg, you have a statue of him in your backyard. Yes. McLean Stevenson. Indeed. Oh, yes. All right. So we're looking at something that uh, is just as good as the dating game. Maybe a little bit better, but not quite as long running. And definitely more hip, I would say. Oh, yeah. This is basically what you would get if you didn't have cable and couldn't watch Singled Out. No, wait. I had cable... And I couldn't see Buzz. Was it on in your market? No, and it was on WGN also, and we didn't get WGN at the time. Uh, I'd get WGN either, but I know here in this market it aired on uh, Channel 5, WNYW, the Fox affiliate. Yeah, and in this market it aired on 40, which is now the Univision uh, station. So we did get it, Greg and I. Of course, last year during the pandemic it aired on Buzzer. Moved around a bit because reasons. Because people believe a dating show shouldn't be on a classic game show channel. It buzzes classic. It is classic. I mean, it may not be a name show, but it was a fun show. It was very fun, and it was solid. It was absolutely solid. And it really didn't age itself all that much. Well, 
No, I said that much. I didn't say it was totally free of it. Yeah, so... Okay, so basically what Buzz is, is the dating game on speed. No, seriously. The first game of every episode was with one bachelorette and four guys behind the screen wall. She could hear them, but she couldn't see them. Now... She is allowed to ask each guy one question. And after the introductions, the Bachelorette decides to choose the man that she liked the least. And they were... Now, this was complicated because they wouldn't be necessarily eliminated. Just, you know... Eliminated for now. Eliminated for now. However... The other three would move on to the next round. Yeah, what the deal was, was uh, she picked the first of her three bachelors, and she would question them. And once she either didn't like their answers or decided to keep that bachelor, the round would, uh, the, well, the round would end if she kept him. If she didn't want to keep him, she'd hit a buzzer. There's your, your name, Buzz. And then uh, one of the other two gentlemen, her choice would come out and uh, she could use as much of the time that's left over. And the same situation applies. If she likes him, ding, 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 keeps him, the round's really, over. They, she, they she's found her match. Had a bell. They literally had a bell. They, yeah, they literally had a, a bell uh, you know, with a handle and, and they rang it, sort of like a school bell. And uh, if they didn't like the second person, well, here comes bachelor number three, the leftover bachelor that she didn't kick off originally. And again, the same thing applies. If she likes him, ding, ding, ding. If she doesn't like him, what happens now is she's automatically stuck with the original person she gave the boot to. Mm -hmm. So the flow chart is one of the four bachelors is gone before uh, we get into the preliminary stuff. And then she picks one bachelor. If she doesn't like him, out comes bachelor two. If she doesn't like him, out comes bachelor three. If she doesn't like him, she's stuck with bachelor four, the person that she originally eliminated. Not only that, now this is something that has rarely happened. If her two minutes expired, she was stuck with bachelor number four. Yeah, and actually what you'd see is if uh, she got down to Bachelor 3 and there's maybe five seconds on the clock, she's going to has to make that instantaneous decision or else she's stuck with the person who probably has uh, bad vibes for her or, or negative thoughts because, remember, she originally dumped the person that uh, is left over. Uh-huh. So that, that might be a, a little bit of an awkward situation to say the least. But also at the same point, you literally have five seconds to make a decision whether to keep Bachelor number three or or press your luck, if you will, with the definite unknown that you passed on earlier. Yep. Then they have a commercial, and they do this again with a Bachelor and four eligible Bachelorettes. They go through the whole thing, four ladies in front of a screen, one question to each of them, and then we push one lady to the side for now. Then comes the next round where you have the two minutes to interview all three bachelorettes. And of course, if you don't like it, buzz, 
If you do like her, ring your bell. And then the fun bit begins. The final round, well, not the final round, but the, uh, the, the simpatica round where both couples are basically competing against each other to see who can match the most. Who's the most compatible? Yes. It, yeah. The, they need to share, be of one mind, if you will. Mm-hmm. And each match was worth, in early installments, $50.00. In later installments, $100. And if they got a perfect 6 out of 6, that's $1,000. Was it 6 out of 6 or 7 out of 7? It might have been 7 out of 7. I'm pretty sure it was 7 out of 7. It was 7 out of 7. And the team... The team. Yeah, there's... Yeah, romance is dead, ladies and gentlemen. And the couple with the most matches goes on to play Final Buzz. But in any case, both couples kept the money that they won. Which is cool. I mean, it's a low-budget show. You're not going to break the budget by giving money to everybody. And we should say, if there's a tiebreaker, they actually did sort of like a card sharks type of question, which had a numeric answer, and I believe it was just the closest uh, uh, won the game. Not necessarily closest without going over. That was changed in season two. It's okay. We did use prices right rules then at one point. Yes. And of course, if both couples went over, then it would be the couple that is the closest. So the winners go on to the final bonus round called Final Buzz. And the roles were reversed, with the original Bachelor and Bachelorette being asked one final question by their prospective mate. If the mate rang the bell, they went a date, everybody's going home happy. All expenses paid. Good stuff. If, however, the prospective mate buzzes, well, the uh, Bachelor goes off their little loser way, and the mate gets a consolation prize. So, so there's a little temptation in there. If you w- would you like to go on uh, the all expenses paid date with this person, or would you rather win, say, a three hundred dollar gift card to a dot com that hasn't existed in twenty years? Yep. Yeah, I mean that's more well. I don't know about necessarily dot coms because that's sort of early in the age of dot coms. But they were small prizes. I, I remember like camping gear and. Yeah, maybe uh, some sort of electronics. Nothing terribly expensive. No. I don't know. You know, the, the date would probably amount to being close to $300. So it's like six to one half dozen to the other. Just about, yeah. Okay, so that was basically the, uh, the, the entire show in a nutshell. And now here's all the bits that, that sort of, A, made it stand out, and B sort of endeared it to at least the three of us here. First of all, we can't talk about this show without talking about Annie Wood. Yeah. And I will tell you right now, she was the perfect host for this. Yes. Oh, absolutely. She kept things moving quickly. She was always on. And on a show like this that moves incredibly quickly, you have to be always on. And she was always on. Yes. 
Yeah, she's quite vibrant. Quite vibrant and quite funny too. It's like this is the only this is the only game show on television where you don't have to really have to know stuff. That was a shoot, brother. Yep. And you can tell that she is genuinely, you know, interested in all of these people's lives, and that's the sign of a really good host when they have a genuine interest, right? Yep. Oh yeah, you don't want somebody mailing it in. No. And she no, she she did not mail that in. She owned every bit of it and I respect the hell out of that. Respect. It's like you put yeah, you you know, you wanna talk about somebody who should still be working in game shows right now, you'd be talking about Annie Wood. You will put some respect on her name. silence. Okay. And another thing is this, most shows like to steer away from being incredibly irreverent. No. Not Buzz. This show owned its irreverence. Yeah. I have a list from our good friends at Fandom of all the put-downs used when somebody used their buzzer. Oh no. Somebody compiled a list of all these? Somebody compiled a list and it is on the internet and I will share it with oh, you. Oh god. Adios. And so it goes. Aw shucks. Be good to yourself. Bye bye. Check please. Down in flames. Drive safely. Exit to the rear. Game over. Go to your room. <laughs> These get so much worse. Keep the faith. Keep on trucking. Later, guy. Pack your bags. Return to sender. Say it ain't so. Scoot! Too hip for the room. Whatever. Win some, lose some. Whoop, there it goes. That's my favorite, by the way. Th- th- that is very timely. Beautiful. Y'all come back now. You're excused. And your table's ready. <laughs> so... Yeah, you have a really good host and a, and a show that really delights in its irreverence. But I guess it all comes back to one thing, and are you ready for this? Because I don't think we mentioned this. It's probably one of the most important bits of why this show at least had a lot of potential. You know who the producers were? Oh, yeah. Ralph, Ed- Ralph Edwards. Ralph Edwards and Stu Billet. Yeah. So, and, th- as- and this would have been right before, like a year before the uh, People's Court came back. Yep. It would be right before the, the People's Court came back, and uh, Ralph Edwards and Stu Billet were, were actually still very much in the game. They were just, you know, looking for their next big thing, and... This could have been it, but it wasn't. And I don't know why, because 
you know, this is the sort of show, you put it on late night, you get the demos for it, and it delivers, you know? Yeah, 96, 97, in terms of dating shows, you did have uh, the dating game returning with, uh, with not Chuck Woolery at this point, uh, in 96. It would have been Brad Sherwood, wouldn't it? It, Brad it Sherwood. would be Brad Sherwood, of course. Who's lying? Mr. Who's lying, yes. Yes. Uh, but also, uh, around that time, you did have, what did you have? Um, I, I, I just single, oh, you, you still had Singled Out on MTV. Well, you had Singled Out, but at this point, it would have been would Herman be, Electra. Yes. Yeah, because Jenny McCarthy would have just left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we would have, we would actually have been one year from both bl- uh, one or two years from both Blind Date and Change of Heart, and I'm looking and at the also and also don't forget Pat Bullard's love connection. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and that would have been about '98 as well, which we'll cover in Love Connection without Chuck Woolery. Yep, along, along with the um, God, what was the other version? That was the, the Fox version, right? Uh, at, yeah, with uh, Andy Adam Cohen. Andy Cohen, Andy Cohen, yeah. By the way, he was a really good host on that. Oh, Andy, but... Co- oh, Andy Cohen was great on it, because it's Andy Cohen. Yes. Unfortunately, the show wasn't any good. Yeah. Uh, I actually have some of the trade ads, and Buzz did really well for itself in New York, Los Angeles, Boston, Dallas, and Baltimore. Oh, yeah. I, I This did very well here in New York, from what I remember, on Channel 5. Yep. It was on. It was on Channel Five at five. It was on Channel Five at five. Yes, the nineties were a different time than right now. It's like this. It's like that screams. Okay, they wanted people to watch this right know, after the home, news. Right after the news. Right or right after school. Right before the news. That sort of thing. Was this really a show you'd want to see right after school? Just throwing that out there. I don't know. Eh. I just don't see it being, eh, I don't want to say appropriate, not, not that it isn't inappropriate for that time slot, but um, it, it just seems like a, a, a show that is primed for like 10 o'clock or afterwards, I not, know that not, it, not middle of afternoon. It aired at 10.30 here in, uh, here in RDU. See, that's the time yeah, I would think it would air. Yeah, but the thing of it is, it also aired in one of the uh, low-budget syndicated networks. Um, no, it's not a syndicated network. It was a syndicated channel. Um, KFT40, before it was a Univision owned and operated, was the uh, low-powered um, syndicated outlet uh, out of Fayetteville. It actually ran the first season of To Tell the Truth, believe it or not. So. Oh, the John O'Hurley version. Yes. So if I wanted to watch it when I was uh, going to school in uh, Chapel Hill, I had to go to the Union, which was the only television on campus that I knew of that could get uh, KFT. So Yeah, and you know who was the panelist on the 2000 version to tell the truth of John O'Reilly? Meshach Taylor. Yep. C- call back to last episodes. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> All right, Meshach. Yeah. We miss you, bro. But yeah, this show just really did well for itself, and I, I'm trying to wrap my head around why it didn't do as well to earn more than two seasons. I just think maybe the 
the genre was just maybe stations didn't want to carry that type of show. Maybe I don't know. Well, also, could it possibly be a little clearance issue? And I know it aired on WGN America, but as I said, it didn't air here. And admittedly, you know, this is one of the top 20 markets. So maybe that's another reason. But yeah, I, I know game shows as a whole. Maybe you could exempt dating shows. Uh, there were a few on uh, at the time. But uh, I don't know. It, it's a darn shame because it's a it's a very fun show. Yeah, and last year, Buzzer aired a marathon of this show on Valentine's Day. Yep, and that turned into a little mini run of Buzz on Buzzer, which would have made sense. Unfortunately, the uh, target demo of Buzzer is sort of averse to such things. I I don't yeah. Understand. But there you go. Yeah. I want to know how this came about because, as far as I know, Fremantle doesn't own Buzz, I think, right? No, but they did partner with Tribune back in the early early aughts. The early aughts. Yeah, look at me talking. The early aughts, they partnered with uh, Tribune to distribute um, all of their family feud to tell the truth. Yeah. So maybe that's what comes into play there. Maybe, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, didn't free doesn't Fremantle own a a share in uh, Ralph Edwards Productions? I don't I don't know. Uh, I thought that like the only connection uh, Ralph, or not even Ralph Edwards, Stu Billet had was he worked on Split Second, which was owned by uh, which Monty Hall created. And obviously, Fremantle has a little bit, a uh, bit of the Monty Hall uh, library. Let's make a deal, mainly. Yeah, yeah. and the uh, and the eighties version of Split Second. That too, yes. Not the seventies version. No. No, we don't even know if that exists. Probably not. Yeah, okay. most likely not. Yeah. Few fun facts about this show. There was a version in Germany and Greece, and both were equally short-lived. Oh, wow. Yeah, the uh, German version was called Buzz Singles am Drucker. Jeez. Which translates to Singles at the Button. Singles at the Button. Singles on the Button. It translates to We will keep you single, you bastard. Oh. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. And a Greek version ran in 1998. Oh. Equally, equally short-lived. Another fun fact, I remember the episode, but I never bothered to record it because I wasn't big on recording at the time. I did not have the All My Stories tapes. Sorry. The All My Soaps VHS tape from Scotch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just did not have it. One of the contestants on Buzz was a young actor by the name of Selwyn Ward. Who that guy be? Now, if you don't know who Selwyn Ward is, go back and watch either the latter, se- the latter season of Power Rangers Turbo or the entire season of Power Rangers in Space. Okay. 
He plays TJ Johnson, the Red Turbo Ranger, and the Blue Space Ranger. Okay, this might make sense, because I think I was checked out by Turbo. Yeah, you were checked out by Turbo, and yet you came back for space. Which I totally understand. I did the same thing. Oh yeah, everyone everyone came back and when they thought, wait a minute, Power Rangers in space? What? Huh? And the amazing thing is, from what I understand, the Super Sentai season was based off of had nothing to do with space. Nothing to do with space. It, Mega Ranger had nothing to do with space. It was about video games and the internet and hackers. And then they were like, Saban was probably like, you know, forget this. We're going to just take him off into space. Like, Screw this. We're going to space. That was very out-of-the-box thinking by Saban to do that. You know what? Props to Chip Lynn. He's a genius. But yeah, Buzz honestly deserved a better fate than what it got, and that was just to be forgotten. Yeah. I mean, it it had a solid game element, a great host, and it reveled in its... uh, it didn't, it didn't take itself too seriously. Thank you, Mike. God, that was going to drive me crazy. I mean, this should have this should have been incredible. Unfortunately, uh, it's just a thing on TV. Yeah. Now, in a sea of dating shows, this was something special. Know what I mean? It could have been something special. I just, again, don't think there were enough eyes to notice it was something special. You know, it's like everything about this was just, you know, it was special. It, it, it was a breath of fresh air. And unfortunately, I guess me being 15 at the time or 16 at the time, I was probably the only one who saw that. <laughs> well, I want to invite all y'all to come back to it was a thing on TV.com where you'll find all of our previous episodes, our mini-sodes, our live shows, and, of course, links to our social media feeds. We are on all social media at It Was A Thing On TV. And, of course, we're on YouTube at It Was A Thing On TV. And don't forget, like, comment, subscribe. And if you're on the YouTube, don't forget to smack the bell so you'll be continuously updated on future entries. And before we go, we have to give a special shout-out. Oh, yeah. Because you two, you two represented for the podcast. Tell us about that. So Greg and I were interviewed by a young lady at the Pop Break. And this would have been about two weeks ago from the time you're hearing this. And it was a a quick little interview, nothing major or lengthy, but we talked about uh, the inspiration for the podcast, how we sort of decided what episodes to do and uh, some of the inner baseball, the inner workings of, of the podcast. Uh, so you can read our interview uh, with the pop break at thepopbreak.com. And we actually have a link on our Twitter to the interview. Yes. So check that out. Absolutely. Yeah. And any people who are coming from the pop break and finding us for the first time, welcome aboard. We thank you for listening. Yes. Yep. We, we thank you for listening. We hope you make it a habit of listening. Yeah. And by the way, oh, ah. next week we got two episodes and we got a mini-sode. Oh, yeah. 
let's just say uh, we're celebrating a sober anniversary and President's Day all the same week. Yeah. Because we don't have the XFL, at least for this year. We have to talk about a spring league this year somehow. Oh, oh, were we talking about the UFL? No. No? Okay. The, the, the league that never televised their games? Okay, cool. The league that was on versus. Are we talking about the World League of American Football? No. Oh. Are, we ta- are we talking about the Alliance of American Football? Yes, that's the one. Oh, I, I was hoping we'd be talking about arena football. No, that's the Arena League on NBC. Oh. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Alliance of American Football. Uh, and we're also going to be honoring President's Day by uh, talking about a president or two. Yeah. We'll be talking about a show that actually was originally put around for Election Day. But that was a show that we wanted to save because when Mike was in the hospital, we decided, well, Mike was basically the uh, the forebearer for all the information on this show. So we decided to save it for this week, for President's Day week, for when he got back. So. And the of course, forebearer we're the- of information for that show? Oh, yes, because yeah, you, you told- were the forebearer. You told us about this. You, you told us. You remember you made you brought up information about this show that I would never have known because I did not even bother to watch this when this was originally on. I didn't give that much information, but okay, thank you. You know what? You got enough for a decent sized episode. And because we believe in equal time, we have a mini sode. Oh yeah. We're gonna be talking about something that was well. What can we say? It was. It's not as bad as the 2020 presidential chess set. Oh God! Oh yeah, we'll be talking about that later this year. The 2020. And, 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 and by no means is it a Mr. Black bear. So this thing is going to be how do we say it? Unique. Quite unique. Yeah, and you'll be finding all about that next week on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Wow. Do you handle rejection very well? Oh, my God.